Hey passengers, welcome to She Who Does Not Hear. I'm your co-host Natasha Knight, your favorite 30-something overprotective millennial big sis, reacclimating back to life in the U.S. And I am your co-host Veronica Desire, a 20-something Gen Z mom, wife, and social worker, but overall I'm an all-around hot mess. Think of us as your two favorite conductors of the Hot Mess Express. We invite you as passengers on our journey navigating life and sharing our experiences, where we discuss real-world application to the wisdom and sayings from our childhood. Hey, passengers. Welcome to the very first episode of She Who Does Not Hear. I am Veronica Desire, your co-host and Gen Z baby sister of the duo. I'm ready to share my perspective on life from the lens of a young 20-something-year-old mother and wife. And I'm here with my big sister and co-host. Hi, everyone. I'm Natasha Knight, your co-host and millennial big sis of the duo. And I recently moved back to South Florida after living in Germany for six years. And I'm really excited to share my experiences with you guys from the lens of a single, childless, 30-something-year-old woman. So today's saying is very near and dear to our hearts because it is the saying that we decided to name our podcast after. This episode is dedicated to our maternal grandfather and abuelito, who we called Grampy. So on this journey and on this ride with us through each episode, we are going to be referring to you all as passengers. For each episode, the structure is going to look a little like this. First, we're going to be giving credit to who in our life has told us these sayings that each episode is titled after. Then we're gonna give a story about when we first heard the saying, when we first understood the saying, and most importantly, where we are with it now. So on that note, today's saying is, he who does not hear must feel. All right, so Natasha, when was the first time that you heard Grampy say, he who does not hear must feel? The first time I heard him say it was when I was around seven years old. Uh, It was me and our other sister, Leticia, who is 14 months younger than me. And we were in the guest room, jumping on the bed. (laughs) And we were having fun, and Grampy didn't really care. He was like, you know, do your thing, have fun. The only thing I ask of you is don't jump at the edge because, you know, you can hurt yourself. And we're like, okay, yeah, 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 whatever, right? And just like children who never listen. Typical, six and seven-year-olds. So we're jumping on the bed. We're having so much fun. We're getting loud and rowdy. And then Leticia goes, oh, why don't we we jump towards this corner of the bed? And we jump and we like how it feels. And she's like, let's go higher. Let's try the corner of the bed. Let's try the end of the bed. And I didn't really care about the warning from Grampy, right? Because I thought he didn't know what he was talking about. So we're jumping and I jump at the edge and she's like, let's go higher. Let's go higher because we're having so much fun. And I jump higher Mm -hmm. and I end up falling off and hitting into the really hard wooden wardrobe. And I'm like, ah, and screaming. Grampy comes running in immediately and he goes, he who does not hear must feel. And I'm like, huh? What what does that mean? And one thing about our grandma is she's not calling no physician. She's just whooping your ass. <laughs> she's not even talking to you the first time. You basically have to read her mind. So you were lucky that you got <laughs> grampy. No, because I was going to say, like, she's not talking to you once. She's not talking to you twice. You got to figure out what she wants. 
sense. So yeah, so that's the first time that I heard it from him, actually. And what about you, Veronica? With me, I remember, and I remember it so vividly Mm -hmm. as well, because in our grandparents' house, in the kitchen, there was this like glass cookie jar. Mm-hmm. And I'm exceedingly short. Even now, as an adult, I'm like 4'8". So you can only imagine how I am at like six years old. I'm this pint-sized little thing. I keep jumping up, jumping up, jumping up, trying to get onto the counter, on to get to the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. And I finally jump up one more time to try to get on and I slip and I fall. Mind you, he was there looking at me the whole time. Just and he's like, he who does not hear must feel because he's told me time and time again if you want a cookie you're gonna have to wait until after dinner time or you have to ask me and so I'm like I'm not doing either I want it now um and so I busted my ass as I often do and so how did you feel when he said it was it like are you gonna give me the cookie I was like I was I was like what are you first off you see me hurt myself you want to know and make me feel better? You giving me the cookie. Like, why are you telling me this unnecessary... This has nothing to do with me wanting the cookie. Like, six-year-old me was just frustrated. And so I'm just cute. like... And I still didn't get the cookie. Yeah, it's like, I want a reward for my bad behavior yeah. for not following instructions. It's That's not basically even a reward. what it is. I want what I want. I came here with the mission. I failed my mission. Now you're talking to me. Are you going to help me with my mission or not? Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, my question to you is that's when you first heard it when did you first understand it It was definitely in ninth grade and I remember you know there were just like you know how it is you're a teenage girl sometimes you guys have shady moments with each other like you and your friends you guys say shady things to each other and stuff and so one of my homegirls at the time let's call her let's pass me a name Maria let's call her Maria so Maria you know, she was constantly, like, ripping on me and stuff. And I think at the time we called it ranking or whatever. Like, and this just sounds so old school anyways. But the point is, like, so she was, like, ripping on me, ranking on me. And so I was like, you know what? Like, she made this mistake with this boy that she was talking to. So I should throw that back in her face, right? So... I remember I told mommy, I, I said, oh, she said this to me. So you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to tell her about how she got embarrassed by Oscar, right? Like mm. blah, blah, blah. And mommy's like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's actually very mean. Hitting below the belt. Hitting below the belt. Yeah. Like you don't hit below the belt. She didn't say anything that hit below the belt. But my feelings were hurt. So regardless, the next day, went and I did it. And it stirred up a whole bunch of drama. She didn't want to talk to me. She's like, you're mean. You're not a nice person. And I told you that mm-hmm. in confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's super, that's super horrible because you said it in front of blah, blah, blah. And you know he's friends with him and now he's gonna say it. And it stirred up all this drama and I'm like, I don't understand like how I got myself in this situation. And so I remember I went home and I told mommy, I said, Oh well it's me, like you know <laughs> I said, This is not fair, like she totally took it wrong and that isn't even how I meant it. At the end of the day, I was just getting her back for what she said to me. And mommy said, I told you not to say it, you decided to say it, so guess what? Now you gotta sit and deal with the repercussions of your actions because I told you you don't get to say what you want, when you want, how you want all the time. You have to have some level of tact. But yeah, so she was like, you know what, now you gotta pick up and figure out how you're gonna get yourself out of this situation because he who does not hear must feel and so I was really upset and I was like so afterward I was journaling about it on the computer and this is like those big fat computers that they used to have when Microsoft first came out forever Forever with those thick ass keyboards and I'm just typing away in my journal my online journal and I'm like he who does not hear must feel trying to figure out in my head like 
what does it mean? And I'm like, oh, I didn't listen to her the day before. I told her. I gave her warning about what I was going to mm-hmm. say. She knew as an adult it's going to start some serious drama. But I'm like, I'm going to do what I want, when I want, how I want. And I want to say it how I want because you know what? You hurt my feelings, so I'm going to be petty. And that was the first time that I was like, oh, shit. I have to, like, have tact for people that I care about. Like, And you stood in it. But and I still least- did it. <laughs> It still happened. Not just saying that I still did it. Still didn't happen. Still did not. Um, still did not happen until how many years later? Listen, forever, forever, and seventeen decades later. Seventeen decades later, she finally learned to have. Seventeen decades. Oh my god! Exactly, you've been dead for centuries and reincarnated (laughs) at this point. Um, Not you being mean. Nobody has. So that's basic. (laughs) But that's basically. The first time that I I actually understood it. And when would you say is the first time that you understood the saying from mom? You want to know what? Well, from grampy, but mommy definitely said it. I wouldn't say it's the first time, but it's the most important time Okay. that I've understood it. And it like really stuck and hit this yeah. time. So, you know, I'm pregnant again. Um, but 18 <laughs> months ago, <laughs> I was pregnant with my first child mm-hmm. 18 months ago. And, you know, the people I love and care about and my therapist and everything, they're like, hey, listen, when you give birth, make sure you're taking time for yourself. Make sure you're resting. Make sure you're not trying to do everything all by yourself. Because for me, I hate asking people for help, like with a passion. I hate asking people for help. I'm used to doing as many things as I can by myself. And I also, in my head, feel like I can do everything. So mind you, after That's that hyper independence that you have. Exactly. That I'm constantly telling you about. It's not good. Okay. So- (laughs) You know, after I'm giving birth, mind you, I had a C-section, which is a serious Mm -hmm. abdominal surgery. And I am ripping and running through the house. I'm trying to do certain things. And I am having this newborn. And I'm trying to do as much as I can by myself. Mind you, my husband is like, stop. Like, let me do this. Let me help out. But I'm not waiting on you because you're going to do it on your time. I want it done right now. Not right later. Right now. I don't care that you're on the toilet. (laughs) I don't care that you're doing this other thing. I don't care that you're at work. I want it done now. So I'm going to get it done now. And honestly, that had the worst effect on my body physically Mm -hmm. after healing and then on me mentally. I got super depressed. I was really, really emotional. And looking back at it, you know, before we got pregnant with this baby, a few months after postpartum, I realized I was like, oh, all of this could have been avoided if I just listened and I just asked people for help and I just took my time and I wasn't trying to be independent all the time because I don't have to be. Like it's you have a not partner. I have a partner who's a team player, who's sure. like a genuine partner, and yeah. I have people in my life that love me and care about mm-hmm. me that I can ask for help. Mm-hmm. But since I didn't want to, now I'm here all mentally fucked up because you were impatient, exactly, and mm-hmm. impatient. <laughs> I'm all of the both. I'm I'm a mess, but <laughs> hot mess express. We're part of the hot mess express hot for mess a express. reason. <laughs> Listen, part of the hot mess express. So, but no, I I just was all kinds of messed up because of it, and like undoing the damage that it caused really has been a lot of work. And if I just listen to people, mm-hmm. you know, the hundreds of thousands of people. Um, then I wouldn't have been in that situation. Yeah. So that's when I first like really got it and understood it. So what's your current status with it? Where are you with it right now? I'm still, I'm still learning. Honestly, there's, there's areas where I can listen to something the first time, but I definitely feel like as far as my personal relationships, I really struggle with listening. 
Like I genuinely struggle with listening the first time without getting burnt and, you know, having being body slammed with what the consequence is. Because mm-hmm. the issue is like with me, like I want to choose my consequence. <laughs> so when I don't get the I'm like, oh, I cannot listen, but I'll I'll get to choose the consequence. And that's not really like how it works. So I am still struggling with it, if I'm being honest, in some important areas, definitely personal and romantic. But I think that I have gotten a hold on it as far as my familial relationships, friendships, and uh, professional life, for sure. I don't have to have advice repeated to me twice. <laughs> so for me, I definitely am not even close <laughs> to over it or, you know, at a place I want to be with it. I'm still exceedingly stubborn, still really trying to take advice and understand advice especially when it comes to me being hurt to a degree it depends on what it is honestly so for my current status with it I'm trying to learn to listen more and understand it more and really take advice Mm -hmm. from people who have what I really really want in life like that have a good healthy marriage and that have good healthy relationships with their children so that's where my current status with it is yeah, just so you listeners know that click and clack sound that you hear in the background is just a baby because the baby's on her lap as yeah, we're recording. Uh, as y'all know, I'm a mom. She I'm a is mom. a mom. I'm about to be two. She's, she's a mom first, above all else, mom and wife. So yeah, but yeah, definitely, I I hear what you're saying with that. It's just, it's really hard to not feel like you want to not feel so that you don't, you know, that you don't burn yourself. But it is what it is, right? My question for you is. Where do you see yourself in the future with it? What are you currently doing to work on it? And do you have any advice for anyone if you are a little bit more past it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said before, not really past it. I'm definitely still working on getting to the point with the saying where I understand it and I don't have to feel anymore because that's definitely something that I truly, truly struggle with. But as far as advice, what I would say for people who want to get past it i would definitely suggest you know not being as stubborn as us because she who does not hear we don't listen we're stubborn um so try to work on your stubbornness and try to hear what people are saying and think to yourself like does this does this is this is whatever advice they're giving me does it Does it correlate with the situation? Does it fit to me? Or is it that I don't want to hear? That's definitely what you want to do. You want to see, especially if it's somebody who has been in your situation before, I would definitely say try to heed the advice that they give you just because it's going to help you be at a better place. But that's as far as I can go. See if it works for you. It definitely works for me with my other relationships, but personal and romantic is just too much for me because I, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt I, I in those areas f- yeah. <laughs> I think that's my problem yeah. so what would your advice be Veronica for those who are struggling to get past it I I the best advice I can give and that I'm imp- currently implementing myself is that when you're listening to the advice think of what's the worst that can happen if you take the advice and also if you're not taking the advice what is the worst that can happen? And why don't you want to take this advice? Is it that you don't trust them? Is it that you truly believe that you know best? You know, is it that it is coming from a person that doesn't know what you genuinely don't believe they know what they're talking about? Analyze that. And at the end of the day, 
think about all of the repercussions and consequences that can come from just leaving the advice as it is because for a lot of times you you know get hit on the ass real hard Mm -hmm. way more than you want to and again you cannot bargain your consequences the consequences are what they are you said yes here go um but the consequences are what they are but with that being said we are excited for you passengers to continue this journey with us super excited and this ride see you in the next episode passengers have a good night from veronica desire and natasha night bye passengers Thanks for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. For those of you who liked it, we release a new episode every Wednesday. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you can get that notification every time we upload. If any of you passengers have been on the same ride or reached the same destination as us and you'd like to share it with us, you can. Send it to us at shewhodoesnothear at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page at shewhodoesnothear. Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. Our handles are at its Natasha Knight and at its Veronica Desire. We would love for you to also rate and review our podcast so that we can get your constructive feedback on what you like, didn't like, or want more of. In the meantime, remember, she who does not hear must feel. feel.